Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. I'm Patrick D. McCoy, and welcome to Across the Arts for this installment of the Maestro Series. It is such an honor to have all of you watching and listening to this broadcast. Today, I am extremely honored to welcome a brilliant conductor in our midst, Roderick Cox. Roger Cox is the winner of the 2018 Sir George Solti Conducting Award by the U.S. Solti Foundation. The German-based American conductor has been praised as a conductor who is paving the way and recognized as a trailblazer, a conductor who is amongst, <clears throat> excuse me, amongst the vanguard. Cox has gained international attention for recent appearances with the Los Angeles Philharmonic, Cleveland Orchestra, Houston Grand Opera, Philharmonic Orchestra of London, and so many other prestigious orchestras. I am, again, honored to welcome Roger Cox. Good morning to the listeners. Good afternoon, Roger. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Again, it's such an honor uh, to have you on. You know, it seems like every time I wanted to come and witness your artistry, something always happens. And then the one time where I was close enough in Richmond, Virginia to come see you, something happened where I couldn't get you. But talk to me about that performance in, in Richmond because you got to perform with another great friend, soprano Brandy Sutton. Thank you, and I know, and I know that she sang the Depuis le Jour by Charpentier, so that's a beautiful thing too. But let's just back backtrack. I just wanted to open up with something familiar. Um, let's let's go a little bit backwards. COVID nineteen, of course, has affected everybody, and I was checking your schedule out. You had a full schedule like so many other people. How did you make that adaptation with COVID-19 and social distancing? Well, I suppose, I'm sorry, I think Barbara's on the face. Got it, okay. <laughs> um, I suppose I'm still adjusting to this new dilemma that we're in with COVID. Um, yes, you're right. I had a number of concerts and things that were canceled, but um, I, I and each week it seems like I've
ahead and talk about what's going on in the world. You know, even though it's a trying time, it's opening up some great conversations and some great dialogues about diversity, which you have certainly been uh, in the forefront of. Um, you recently moderated a wonderful panel of diverse conductors. and Could you maybe talk about that panel and what inspired you to pull it all together? Well, you know, I was so happy to see that conversation and how wonderfully you were able to navigate the conversation and just, you know, offer so many points of discussion. And it made me really think about all of the other young uh, conductors who are in line with you, such as Joseph Young and Kalina Bovell and Kazim Abdullah, Marlon Daniel. It just goes on and on and on. So I was so thankful, and it, and it gave much hope to see that there's, there's a usefulness that's on the rise. Now I want to go back a little bit further. Because, you know, um, these journeys often start in our childhood. And I was so inspired by your story about your mother and your upbringing in the church. Could you talk a little bit about uh, the church and, and how it inspired you musically? Thank you. 
You know, my mother sang to my late mother sang the church choir as well, and that was certainly uh, inspiring for me. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, making because I understand you you are you, you're an instrumentalist as well. Is your instrument French horn? Oh, wonderful! So, um, moving a little bit beyond, so so you you're being raised in Macon, and and your community of of, of course formed your your um, musical experiences. Talk a little bit about when you started uh, when you started to realize. When did you really realize the moment? Hey, I'm going to major in being uh, a conductor or a professional musician. You know, I have been just reveling in, in all of your wonderful performances that I've gotten to see on YouTube, the the Rachmaninoff and the Tchaikovsky and all these great major works. Could you just talk about uh, how your day, let's say that someone gives you a score and you have to prepare for a big concert. How What does your day look like in that, that line of preparation, the rigor of, of the preparation? What are the things that you consider? Well... <laughs>
You have definitely been recognized for many prestigious awards, and, and since we're on this line of orchestras and conductors, um, back in 2018, you were you named one of the recipients of the Sir George Soltier Award. Well, can you talk about uh, that and um, the prestige and honor that goes with such a, a prize? Since you mentioned Houston Grand Opera, I hope you will indulge me in this moment because um, could you talk about the experience of, of making your debut there and also working with tenor Lawrence Brownlee in The Pearl Fisher? Fantastic to work with, and so it was. I, I, I could 
You know, I was um, listening and watching um, your NBC uh, interview, and I hope that everyone, if they see it, they'll, they'll be encouraged to to look at it and listen to your extraordinary story. But one of the quotes that you stated jumped out at me. You said you can't want to be a conductor. You have to you have the need to be a conductor. It was something to that vein. And I'm so glad that you really know your path. It's something that is really uh, solidified uh, for you. Now, we talked about your conductor. We talked about your repertoire and all of that. I really like the fact that you are really giving back to the community. Could you speak a little bit about RCMI, the Roderick Cox Initiative, Music Initiative? Scholarship initiative that stemmed out of a um, documentary that's being uh, done right now. Um, this documentary is titled Conducting Light and is in through the final production. Um, we have one more shoot for it. Uh, but this, this documentary has followed my career since 2018 and was um, this way of really shedding light on uh, the path. You know, when you mentioned Haydn, that ca- he came to mind as you were speaking, because all of that I could think about the great Esterhazy family and this whole idea of patrons. We definitely need people to help. And speaking of help, 
Everyone who is listening on here right now, I hope that you will consider donating to the Robert uh, Cox Music Initiative. You can find the website, the information on his website at rogercox.com. So I hope that you will go to his website and donate today. It is a worthy cause, and I'm so proud of Maestro Cox for doing this. It's just really uh, giving back, you know, to the community. So I kind of want to go back as we wrap up our, our time together. I just want to go a little bit back because I know that when I think of the the big conductors, I guess from my study like Bernstein and you know Toscanini and, and those kind of conductors. Um, who would you say would be maybe a go-to conductor for you as a, a benchmark or a role model in symphonic conducting? <laughs> I know that's a hard question, Ronica. I'm sorry. <laughs>
really inspires me because of the longevity of their careers and what they've been able to do um, as young musicians growing up in the 60s at a time where they were probably, or many other, of their other counterparts were totally known. Thank you. I'm very proud to share the same alma mater with Thomas Wilkins, Shenandoah Conservatory, so he's definitely a, a special uh, maestro. I wanted to say, you know, during this time, everybody has quiet time. Everybody has time to reflect. Everybody has time to just explore new things. And when you're talking about different repertoire and, and, and so forth and so on, what are some of the, the repertoire or maybe fresh new composers that you might want to explore that you haven't done before when you get back out there conducting? Well, I, I don't necessarily have a bucket there. <laughs> um, I'm working on the repertoire for, for next season. My and for opera debut is Bertini and Bob Deville and other performances that are coming up next season. I think um, this has given me a lot of time to especially composers that I um, I really gravitate towards or, or love. So uh, I've been reading, as you can see, uh, Brahms, a lot of Brahms back there. I don't Hi, Brahms! Uh, <laughs> wall, I love you. Uh, and so I've been reading uh, his biography again. And, uh, and so, yeah, that, it's given me time to do that. And and to, I just moved to Berlin not too long ago, so it's been, it's given me some time to really learn and, and enjoy the city. I absolutely love Brahms. Yesterday I interviewed the soprano Janice Chandler Timme, and that's one of her signature works, uh, the the Brahms Requiem. That's a, that's a a wonderful. I just love the darkness and richness of, of Brahms. You know, I just want to. Again, just say thank you so much, Roderick. I, I, I don't know if you fully um, know there's just the appreciation and honor that I have for you, and, and, and I'm sure everyone who's listening and watching uh, share the same sentiment. Um, you're such a brilliant musician, and as I mentioned, I've been watching you from afar, and when I saw you were going to be a Richmond, I was like, oh, my goodness, I, I could get there. But that was at the time that I was at Virginia State teaching, and I, and I missed that uh, performance. So I'm definitely uh, glad that we're sharing this time. As we wrap up, I want to go back to the conversation that we kind of talked about um, when we were talking about the fact that this time is is opening up new discussions and, and so forth. And this is just a question. I know we didn't necessarily prepare for this, but I think you you will be okay. Um, do you see the inclusion of more black symphonic um, composers once we move ahead and, and trench forward? <laughs> um, I, I believe so. And I, I um, am very hopeful in, in seeing a lot of uh, younger and, and newer voices starting to uh, make their way. I mean, if you look at composer James, Yes. Last season, I mean, he had performances with, I think, Chicago, Cincinnati, and Minnesota's coming up and so forth. And so he's, he's having his work played by a lot of major orchestras. 
Philadelphia on the shoulders of Georgia and Jesse Montgomery. Yeah, there, there's so many new voices that are, that are coming up, and it's only going to inspire more, more young, I mean, young composers to put their music forward. I think now that young people are, or people from diverse backgrounds are perhaps seeing a bit of a, a path forward, that hey, you know, if she can do it, or if, if he can do it, then perhaps me as well. I Well, James Lee III is certainly a favorite here in Washington and in the Baltimore um, area. And I was at a world, not the world premiere, but uh, I was at a a presentation of one of his newer works that uh, Nola Williams put together. And it was conducted by uh, Julius P. Williams. And and it escapes me right now, but he's certainly a favorite here. And now that Carlos Simon is here in the area at Georgetown, uh, in the area, I just look, yes. So I just look forward to, to really hearing uh, more of those uh, those works. And as we wrap up again, uh, Roger, just thank you so much for being open to this conversation. I hope it won't be the last time that we chat. And this brings me to my, my next question, uh, just to close out. When are we going to see you in Washington? I hope that one day we'll get to see you at the Kennedy Center conducting the, the National Symphony as a guest conductor or something. I hope that we can see you here. I mean, I was uh, with the National Symphony in 2015, so it's been, it's been a couple of years. Um, I, it's an orchestra I certainly respect and um, know and have many uh, colleagues and friends there. And so hopefully um, in the next couple of years, uh, we will, uh, I will be back there. Um, Again, thank you so much, Roderick. Again, you've been listening to the Maestro Series on Across the Arts with Patrick B. McCoy. We have been in this wonderful interview with Maestro Roger Cox, live from Berlin, Germany. And again, I can't express my appreciation enough, and I hope that you all will go to RoderickCox.com and consider donating to the Roger Cox Music Initiative. I hope everyone on here will 
put several zeros behind it and donate to the foundation. It's for a worthy cause. Of course, uh, follow uh, Roderick on Facebook, Roderick Cox Conductor, and also Roderick Cox Conductor on Instagram. Again, I'm Patrick McCoy. This has been Across the Arts, and I'm so thankful for this edition of the Maestro Series. Thank you so much, Roderick. Thank you, Patrick. Have a wonderful morning. You, You too. Thank you so much.